Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining me on a new episode of the Music for Your Podcast. Today's episode is episode 34 of the album review series. And today we're covering the latest album by 21 Savage and producer Metro Boomin titled uh, Savage Mode 2, released on October 2nd. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the third hip hop rap album we've covered thus far. It's been quite a bit since I last reviewed one. I think the last one I covered technically was Run the Jewels 4. So yeah, it's been quite some time. Um, I did go over in depth though the uh, Pop Smoke album and also the Juice World Post uh, posthumous albums um, in my other series best and worst track of the week so if you guys somehow miss those uh go back i guess to the earlier episodes of best and worst track of the week technically those album bombs made it onto um uh, best and worst track of the week so i had to basically cover the whole entire albums on that series um but anyways uh that's kind of why i'm doing savage mode 2 i was intrigued by it to begin with but i kind of have to do it at this point and it's just time so uh yeah before we get started i just want to let everyone know that a new episode of the music review podcast featuring ohms by deftones that album review is out too in case you missed it uh go ahead and check out that album too it's a pretty good album and check out the review if you have some time uh but yeah let's go ahead and get into it so this is kind of a unique album in general like i said before uh, this is the uh, latest album by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin, uh, Savage Mode 2, which technically is a sequel from their EP that dropped, I think, in 2017, titled Savage Mode. Um, so yeah, this is technically a collab album, even though the spotlight is pretty much on 21 Savage. The production is quite well by Metro Boomin. He certainly serves uh, any artist he works with most of the time quite well. Um, and, um, so basically I, when I was reviewing this, I usually like to, uh, come up with some sort of intro to the artist, but in this case we kind of have two. And just to quickly cover Metro Boomin, he is an American record producer, record executive, and songwriter. Uh, began his career, uh, production career, around high school, uh, but, you know, suddenly rose to prominence in the 2000, uh, 2010s with the uh, Atlanta hip hop scene with uh, artists like uh, Gucci Man, Migos, uh, Future, and Twenty One Savage is also one of them that he can credit his success to with doing production on a lot of uh, his uh, music. Um, but I guess over the years he's had uh, some pretty huge hits that have solidified his discography, such as Bad and Bougie by Migos, Mask Off by Future, Bank Account by 21 Savage, and uh, Savage, and a huge one, Congratulations by Post Malone, and also Tunnel Vision by Coda Black is his work as well. Um, I don't really, I guess, study too much or follow too much into the hip-hop record producer game, but it is a massive, massive thing. Uh, so many people, um, from, I guess, home producers to the biggest ones in today's landscape, um, are basically in this, I guess, sub field of production, mainly concentrating on beats. But I guess if you had to put a rap Mount Rushmore of trap, Metro Boomin certainly belongs on the production part of it. Um, but yeah, um, and just to 
go into 21 Savage. Uh, he is a London-born and U.S.-raised rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer. He reached prominence in Atlanta after releasing his 2015 mixtape, Slaughter Tape. And then later, he became more well-known nationwide with his EP Savage Mode in 2016, like I mentioned earlier. The EP featured some popular singles that came out, such as X and No Heart. And then also 21 Savage was featured on singles by Drake and Post Malone that gave him even more prominence in the rap scene in the 2010s. In 2017, he released his debut album, It's an Album, which featured his first Hot 100 appearance with the single Bank Account. I remember when that song came out. I really couldn't escape it. It was everywhere on social media, pop culture, and I never really disliked the song either. Um, the, my first, I don't really quite remember my first introduction to 21 Savage, but um, I could say that he didn't turn me off as much as other uh, people in the trap vein. Uh, and then 21 Savage, uh, his sophomore album, I Am Greater Than I Was, was received with critical acclaim in 2018. Um and I, I just think 21 Savage is, brings more than the typical rapper uh, in the trap genre, specifically. Uh, his style, in general, is a little bit more captivating than most. He has this dark and tough aesthetic that does feel authentic. And I appreciate that he stays away from like the fuckboy soft side of the genre, where a majority of the material from that side just sounds radio-ready and TikTok-ready. Uh, artists, uh, for lack of a better example, I guess Landon Cube or uh, Trippy Red. Um, and also, uh, 21 has like this unique technical prowess on a lot of his tracks, where he utilizes a simple rhythmic flow most of the time to his advantage that that plays off the space that is naturally created when doing so. Um, I'm not saying that he's like a, a huge technical level or significant one, such as like K-Dot or Eminem, but he certainly is easy to identify out of a lineup, which is a good thing. And when going back to that previous album, I Am Greater Than I Was, there was definitely, or there were definitely tracks that seemed to have underperformed, uh, despite how uh, accessible and similar they sounded to much of the chart toppers at the time, uh, such as All My Friends, a sad and uncredited trap style post Malone ballad. Um, the track only spent like two weeks on the Hot 100, which I found was interesting. And then the track Ball Without You showed a more technical side of 21 that also alluded to uh, the more, I guess, sensitive material we find here on Savage Mode 2. Tracks like Good Day even featured a more heady and like psych style as well that I thought was interesting because it's not really presented in Savage Mode 2. At least that brand of the psychiness isn't. And then overall, this was an overlooked track trapped album in my opinion um that was loaded with a bunch of uncredited features for some reason the album uh didn't really credit anyone as features even though it's loaded with huge ones such as post malone and donald glover i'm not sure what decision was made in that respect but uh i feel like the reason you would get features is to uh, entice uh, listeners to listen to your song because of a certain particular artist being on there. Um, and I don't know really if the album flopped. Um, I didn't quite look up the stats or anything. I'm sure it did just fine. But overall, I don't think I can really pinpoint uh, a huge track, maybe then a lot, um, or maybe break the law. 
that was super prominent in pop culture, like a lot of trap was, which that's just an observation. I could be totally wrong. Maybe I just wasn't uh, paying much attention back in 2018. But overall, it seems as Savage Mode 2 is a bit of an improvement uh, compared to I Am Greater Than I Was, um, mainly because of a lot has to do with the concise production that's coming from Metro Boomin. Um, but I also feel like there's a lot of different filters or dynamics to 21 Savage overall in this album that I haven't heard on previous projects. Um, but overall, this album's pretty good. Um, we start from the intro, um, the monologue by Morgan Freeman. Uh, it's really fun. He's comes in and out of the album a lot with these, um, brief interludes, spoken word dialogues. The intro one is probably one of the best ones other than the rat snitch one in the middle of the album. Uh, it feels movie trailer like there's a very dramatic introduction with this happening. And honestly, uh, un until I actually looked into it, I did, I was suspicious that it sounded like Morgan Freeman, but obviously I was like, no, why, why would Morgan Freeman jump on this? Uh, he's, he, he's Hollywood. He's uh, Hollywood, you know, um, hierarchy. He, he's above this, but yeah, he did this, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the intro track running, um, I wasn't too captivated by it other than, you know, there's some dark aesthetics on here that I appreciate. The instrumental is quite minimalist though, uh, but it accompanies 21 Savage quite well. Um, I feel like these piano chords that are thrown on the instrumental, you're used quite tastefully and just not in a lazy way that a lot of trap does nowadays. Um, we don't get really a, a highlight until the second track lock on my lap. Um, I like this track mainly because of its dramatic and anticipatory opening. Uh, there's again, like a piano instrumentation here. It does completely change tone wise. It sounds a little tinny on the, the piano for some reason, but the track has some nice touches with like some eerie string samples. The track transitions to more ethereal moments and as well as it develops. Um, and we have these also high register synth embellishments that add on to the color. Um, and you can also hear maybe like some space ghost perp influence. The, if you're not really familiar with space ghost perp, he's kind of an obscure rapper with like this underground following on the East coast that kind of does the same thing 21 does. I wouldn't be surprised if the influence is, is quite uh, present here because of also the dark aesthetics that 21 Savage incorporates into the music uh but he, the flow mainly i'm getting at here is where i hear the influence and the overall aesthetic with like the dark moodiness overall this track is pretty decent um but the next track as well i thought was pretty interesting mr right now featuring drake uh there's a completely different character on this track with some bright playboy cardi type instrumental that's thrown on here which i thought was also a little un uncharacteristic of 21 savages style but i like it um, and then he 
21 Savage here sounds pretty good. Um, the track has a great flow to it. Everything just happens smoothly and organically as the track transitions and develops to different ideas all throughout the track. And the Drake feature is decent as well. Uh, it sounds quite, he sounds quite present on this track and it, he does, he doesn't just phone it in. Um, uh, and th there's some singing doubled lines that feature Drake and 21 Savage singing together that I thought were interesting. They didn't sound bad. Um, I was actually impressed by how they pulled that off just because how different their tones are vocally. And then we also get another highlight. It's another feature track, Rich N-Word Shit featuring Young Thug. Um, I like the return to the more ethereal instrumentation here. There's a fat bass line that is just laid down here quite well. Uh, it gives the track so much character. I love the moments when 21 Savage leaves space at the end of these lines. It really brings out the character of the instrumental and shows that he kind of understands how to use the beat to his advantage. And like some rappers that uh, don't really incorporate many smart rhythmic ideas into their flow. Um... And then Young Thug here sounds as expected. He has like this high register crooning that gives the track a bit more character. And the track also features this interesting use of like this violin sample that sounds really interesting incorporated into the context of the track. I think it provided a nice element to the track as well. Uh, and then here we have the track uh, after that. Uh, I wasn't really too... Uh, I guess captivated by Slidin. Uh, this track features a more traditional trap beat. Um, it features a lot of the gangsta thug, thug life lifestyle subject matter that we get on a lot of these tracks. The next track after that, Many Men, I found to be quite good as well. There's some dark ethereal nature to this track that I appreciate. There's some eerie synths that are played like in this ostinato melody that structure the track and it really takes the track into the, like this very dark mood. There's some ad-libs and space 21 Savage creates here again. That is pretty tasteful and smart. Uh, we There's a line here that I thought was uh, kind of funny. We put uh, N-words on TV, uh, mainly because of how bland and savage it is, uh, about how unapologetic he is about his thug lifestyle. For that reason, I don't think the line is that funny. It was just like, it's that level of uh, unapologeticness. And then again, there's, yeah, it brings out the non-soft nature to his lyrics. And uh, it, it appears that he just doesn't really hold out in terms of like what he's trying to say. He will be that savage, like in his name. Uh, it's very sinister and evil, uh, and it's brought out quite well. And then here we get uh, the, after that, the Snitches and Rats featuring Young Nudie. Um, there's a really cool interlude here right before the track uh, where <laughs> Morgan Freeman ends saying, at least a snitch is a human, a rat is a fucking rat. And he goes into the explanation of, you know, what between these two terms, what's the difference? Mainly a snitch is someone that, uh, is in it for themselves, but a rat betrays his friends and family. Uh, the track overall didn't quite leave up to the an anticipation that I was, you know, like what I was expecting after that monologue. 
It was probably one of the lower points on this track. The tra- It features a very active drum track, lots of fills going on, but I wasn't really impressed by much of the actual material that 21 or Young Nudie did. And then after that, we have My Dog 2. Um, I didn't really find this to be that interesting. There was also some, but mainly it features like some auto-tune, Travis Scott-esque parts, and then also more thug life, hard knock, subject matter type stuff. Uh, the next track, uh, Steppin' on Edwards, was another track I found to be pretty interesting. There's a huge 90s flavor overall on this, from 21 Savage's flow to the instrumental that has diverged from the typical trap aesthetics. There's some interesting cheap brass synths that are going on here, and they create these moments that uh, have melody that grows and crescendos once they're introduced. It kind of gives me the quirkiness vibe of a Gorillaz track. And then the track also ends on a very cool record scratch solo thing that I thought was also very characteristic of the 90s. The next track I found to be pretty cool as well, Brand New Draco. It's kind of a ode to his favorite gun, it appears. Um, there's some interesting high-pitched sounding synth track thrown in the track. The track's instrumental is heavily synth-reliant and it creates like this huge ambient sense. The hook here is decent as well. Features like a very spacey flow from 21 Savage. It's a pretty minimalist and loopy instrumental overall. Uh, but I found that 21 Savage saved the track with being very captivating and even almost uncharacteristic, especially towards the end. He has a bit of like an E40 flow influence thing going on. The track after that, No Op Left Behind, I didn't really find to be that captivating either. Uh, more of this gangbanging subject matter, something that you'd expect from him. Uh, but then we get to, you know, an interesting track after that, R.I.P. Love. Uh, the track presents a more down-tempo instrumental with a more sensitive nature to it. There's this haziness on the instrumental that I love as well. There's a nice backdrop for 21 just to rap over. And it actually talks a lot about his hurt and vulnerabilities here, which I thought was a great change of dynamics. Um, it's... You know, especially that it strays away from that thug life subject matter. The hook here is one of the best on the albums as well. It's full of ad-libs and 21's ability to create space in his flow and have that effect with the instrumental really shows. Um, and then basically we're towards the end of the album. The last track, Said and Done, uh, was interesting, but I didn't find it to be that much of a highlight either. It has this the instrumental I found to be interesting, mainly because of its crystally 80 sounding keyboard uh, melody that structures this track with a very bright color. Um, and it's a lighthearted overall. There's a decent hook with some melodic nature to it. Uh, it's not a bad track. I just didn't find it to be, you know, on the level of my favorite tracks on this album. But uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this project. I thought Metro Boomin did his thing. He provided the best possible, uh, I guess, instrumentals and beats for Savage or 21 Savage to just do his thing on. Most of the features I appreciated. Um, I think the 
the weaker one was young nudie, but he didn't totally uh, sound awful. I, I just thought Drake and young thug did a better job. And there's just, like I said, a lot of different, you know, dynamics on here that young, uh, that 21 Savage goes into. Uh, a lot of it is like the thug life, uh, gangbanger lifestyle things, but he does kind of switch it up here and there. Um, he does the silly stuff on tracks that I appreciated, like the ode to his Draco. Or even the moments on Many Men that really point out the darkness and savageness that he can create oh, with Metro Boomin. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of trap, hip-hop in general, you probably will like a lot of this album. Um, but, you know, he doesn't really play off of the mainstream hip-hop, I guess, uh, pandering uh, that a lot of it does to get, you know, on the radio uh or i guess you know make it big on tiktok this album is very different from something that you'd expect maybe like kyle or trippy red to put out so it just leans more on the darkness of trap music and hip-hop in general uh but overall i felt like it was executed quite well um i'm actually surprised how much i enjoyed it uh i think it's for me a seven out of ten um but yeah um Savage Mode 2, if you made it to the end of the review, thanks for listening and tuning in. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, some more music that I review with new episode of Best Norse Track of the Week that will cover a lot of this album, too. Uh, we'll be dropping soon as well. But yeah, take care of yourselves, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you.